Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Welcome to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my friend and Slayer sister, Ananga Sivir. We come together weekly on Skype to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. Together, we are armed with a powerful collection of techniques and products to reduce anxiety. And we love to mix up a potent blend of coaching, storytelling, Ayurveda, yoga, EFT tapping, guided relaxations, along with our many, many years of personal experience. And we are celebrating 2.25 million listens to our podcast, and we're so grateful that you're listening in. Thank you so very much. Today, we're addressing a listener question. But before we do that, I want to say welcome, Ananga. Hi, Shan. We had a great question come in this week that I think uh, is really near and dear to so many of our listeners' uh, experiences that I thought I would read and then we could address. First and foremost, I'm so thankful that I came across Anxiety Slayer. The techniques that I have learned have helped me in situations and during anxiety in ways I never thought possible. That always makes me smile. I'm so glad we can help. She goes on to say, I have suffered from different types of anxiety off and on for 10 years. Every time I feel like I'm getting a handle on it, it smacks me right in the face again. How do I get past the constant awareness of my own heartbeat as well as retraining my brain to not dwell or grip onto the negative and most always unrealistic and irrational thoughts. I feel like I'm always expecting the worst and have a hard time just enjoying myself. Any help or advice would be greatly appreciated. First of all, thank you very much for the kind words. It's really encouraging to us when we hear back from listeners that we've been able to support. And there's really some good points here, Shan, in this question. I'm seeing three key areas. And the first one being the fast heartbeat, which I think anyone who's suffered from anxiety has experienced. And sometimes it's not just our heartbeat. There's other areas of our physiology that we get fixated on. Sometimes we feel distress over um, difficulty swallowing, and then that can send us into panic. So it's a really nice point to cover. One thing that really helps with the fast heartbeat is to turn it into a meditation exercise because if we start focusing on the heartbeat and focusing on our, our perception that it's increasing we're increasing our stress and anxiety and of course that then increases our heart rate and then we can really spiral into a horrible anxiety episode but one thing that we really recommend for, for calming that something we've spoken about a few times is the calm point to uh, try this for yourself you just make a fist with your left hand and where the middle finger of your left hand rests in your palm, just find that place, and then take your thumb of your right hand and press into that place. So you're pressing into the palm of your left hand quite firmly with your thumb, with the rest of your right hand supporting that hand. So you're really squeezing into your palm. And if you do that quite firmly for about a minute, and sit quietly, and let your shoulders drop, and your jaw relax, and just take deep, steady breaths then that is very very calming to the heart and it's very calming for anxiety 
I shared that at a workshop last weekend for about two minutes. Everyone sat and practiced that with me. And at the end of it, several people put their hand up and said they could actually feel their heart rate slowing and settling down. Nice uh, feedback for me, nice reminder that that's what we experience with that practice. So really recommend trying that if you're unsettled by a fast heartbeat. It gives you something to do to calm your whole body down, but very often you'll have a perception of your heart settling as well. And anxiety responds very positively to that when we have something we can do instead of feeling freaked out and disturbed that we've actually got something we can do to get calm. Anxiety starts to kind of respect that and give you a bit of a break. And it really does work quite well. It's something that I taught my daughter and she has passed along to her friends at school when they have anxiety around tests or anxiety around social situations or whatever it may be. It's a nice thing to share with your children as well. Wonderful technique, so easy to do, and nobody even needs to be the wiser. Nobody needs to even know that you're doing it. That's one of my favorite things about it. It's so discreet, even in a test situation, as you just said. Or you can put your hands in your lap and hold that point and take deep breaths anywhere, and nobody knows you're doing it, and it really will help calm you down. The other point was the dwelling on negative things and and unrealistic things and irrational thoughts and I know you and I have both been there and done that and we've talked about how Bach flower remedies can be quite helpful especially the white chestnut for these irrational thoughts we bring up Bach flower remedies a lot because they are amazing and they really do work and they're safe and, and very easy to use what other ideas do you have around quelling irrational thoughts and unrealistic terrifying thoughts. I think for me that's one of the worst things I've experienced with anxiety is the the irrational thoughts that just really get a hold of your mind and rip through your whole body like a storm. Um, I still have issues with those if I'm overtired or unwell my mind really likes to go in that direction. It's absolutely awful. There's a couple of things I can recommend that have really helped me with that. Um, Definitely as you just said the bark flower remedies I'm never without white chestnut or the rescue remedy spray, and there's a nighttime rescue remedy spray which has the white chestnut included in it, which is brilliant for uncontrolled, looping, irrational thoughts. Absolutely great for that. The other thing is to try and understand how the mind works, how it really is easily disturbed and very unruly, and it really can throw these awful thoughts at us almost like a challenge. And sometimes to just Sit with it and let it do it and let it pass is the best thing you can do because our intelligence knows it's in the question. Our intelligence knows it's irrational. But if we try and get into it with the mind, then it's it's as if this unruly aspect of the mind becomes strengthened by it and it really can lead us a merry dance. So one of the things I learned from Ayurveda is to just practice being with your thoughts, just sit and breathe and let them run through your mind and they kind of wear themselves out and they fade they ripen and they fade and they pass and we do have some guided practices for doing that we have a meditation called beyond the clouds available on itunes and amazon which is really for helping settle yourself and relax with support because it's not always easy to sit on your own and and do that so with support to 
relax, be with your breath, and get yourself to the point that your thoughts just pass over your head like clouds, uh, in a similar way to if you're in a cafe and you're people watching. You're not really engaged in those person's lives. You're watching them go by, you're making your observation, but there's no emotional impact on you. So to get to the point that you can do that with your thoughts, they're there, but you're not engaged with them and they're not you know, dragging your physiology around with those horrible, anxious feelings. Mm, great points. And I think that the third part is the, the part that we just covered a, a little while ago, but we can talk about briefly today, is what about when we're doing really well? Things are going along and we're feeling healthy. And then all of a sudden, here she comes again. And, you know, as our listener said, it, every time she feels like she's getting a handle on anxiety, it smacks her right in the face again. I think there's two things there. One is that we're not always doing as well as we thought. Very often, if somebody feels that anxiety's smacked them up the side of the head from nowhere, if you look back over recent days, weeks, sometimes even months, you can usually find some stressors that have been rumbling and causing a disturbance under the surface that are accumulating. Very often we're not doing as well as we thought, or not that we're not doing as well as we thought, but circumstances have been challenging us more than we were aware of. And the anxiety is kind of building up. Or Sometimes when we feel we're doing better, we let go of our practices that support us. We might forget to take the rescue remedy or spend time in nature or whatever anxiety coping tools we're using. I know for myself, as soon as I start to feel better with anything in my life, I've got other things I want to be doing. And I have uh -huh. to remember to keep my self-care practices going. So, you know, sometimes we're not doing as well as we thought. Sometimes we have let our, not so much let our guard down because I don't like to think of a fight with anxiety because that's a stress-inducing scenario. But we're perhaps slipped a bit in our self-care. And the other thing is sometimes... Anxiety can just come and get you, just like we might be feeling perfectly healthy and we go down with a cold. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it can just come up and, and have a rumble because there might be a predisposition in a system for that to happen, and that might be the way we respond to things. Be aware of that and be gentle with yourself rather than thinking, I thought I was doing great and it's got me, to just turn it around and think, I'm having a challenging day or week or period of time. What can I do now to really support myself better? How can I make this a, a proactive experience where I'm bringing things into play that are going to help me get on top of this episode of anxiety and regain control? So rather than feeling a helpless victim of a really awful episode, because it, it's horrible when anxiety gets you like that, but to just turn it around and think, okay, what can I do about this? How can I work with this? How can I support myself? What help do I need? what usually helps me feel better, and how can I do more of it? I really like that. It puts you in the driver's seat, it puts you back to, all right, what do I know? What have I learned? Uh, what do I know works best for me in this situation? And to remember, as we always say, that this too shall pass. Yes. <laughs> that, that when you do practice what you know, and then sometimes we just do have a bad day or yeah. a bad couple of days, and we can come out the other side. Give yourself credit for the work that you've done and that what you'll continue to do and know that you have so much support. I'm just so grateful that our listeners continue to send us questions and that we have the opportunity to talk about all of these different techniques and ideas to 
calm anxiety and to bring our minds back in balance. It's an honor and a pleasure. Ananga, thank you so much. Thank you, Shen. Thanks for listening. To celebrate our award-winning podcast, reaching a landmark 2 million listens, we are offering everything in the Anxiety Slayer store at 20% off until April 30th. Use the coupon code 2million at the checkout to claim your discount now at anxietyslayer.com.